guys what is up we are back at it uh, it's been too long josh man how are you doing i'm all right hanging in there ready to talk about some kayak fishing well before we get into this man talk to us about your event this last weekend uh i know you were at the kbf super chill event uh how did that go for mm-hmm. you oh uh, it was a fun trip i mean it was a place i'd never been to down there in the uh you know the cypress swamps of louisiana it's it's a whole different animal down there it's water looks like coffee and it's just shallow flats and trees just everywhere it's hard to fish but um i like the challenge and stuff like that but it, it didn't work out for me this time um i i found a good spot in practice and decided to not go there for the first day of the tournament and ace in my sleeve kind of thing but uh by the time I went there, somebody else had found it and beat me to it. And so I kind of yielded to him and let them have it. And I just threw my whole game plan off for the whole tournament. And I made a mistake and learned a valuable lesson that, you know, on multi-day tournaments, it's always best to go to your best place first. You know, lesson learned. I only caught a few fish, had a great time out exploring the swamps, taking some pictures mainly. But yeah, as far as uh, how I finished in the tournament, it did not go well at all. I think I was probably last place. Well, man, it's always exciting to see our guys, especially you, go out and, and compete in the KBF events and the bass and, and all that stuff. So, um, I mean, keep your head up, man. There's still some season left, and I'm, I'm sure you've got some plenty of events uh, to make up some ground on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just uh, – I, I don't stress about it anymore. I don't think about going to a tournament to make money. I'm ready to – I'm just there to fish for the experience, so I like it, so – I'm ready for the next one. That's going to be Lake Gunnersville for the national championship. So that's the next big one. Well, cool, man. That's exciting. Let's uh, let's talk about what we got left in, in the year. You know, we've got Stockton Lake uh, September 19th. Uh, not this weekend, but next. It's, you know, just a couple days away. Uh, we got the state championship on Table Rock Lake. That's October 17th. Um, and then the All-American, the one that everyone's looking forward to, November 7th, Truman Lake. Um I mean, our, our series is pretty much wrapped up, you know, we just got one more event and, and, you know, onto the, the final, the finales, you know? Yep. It's hard to believe that it's almost over. I mean, Stockton's going to wrap up our trail series. Um, should be a really good bite on Stockton right now too. Conditions are really good for fishing right here now in this area. So looking forward to that. I think a lot of fish will be caught at Stockton, but yeah, then we got the championship run coming up. Uh, the Missouri State Championship, the Bassmaster State Championship, the All-American, uh, the, for those guys that qualified last year, the KBF National Championships coming up. So there's a bunch of big tournaments coming up within the next two months. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's exciting to see what 2020, you know, has, has already been and, and what we have left. It's, it's really cool. Um, you know, this month is the last month for the, the online that goes to AOI. Um, but we're still planning on doing events, um, you know, monthlies after that. Uh, there's no AOI points. There's there's no it's just bragging rights and checks to be made there. And uh, so, I mean, you, you know, you younger guys that are, are looking for more events and fish your own waters, uh, that's that's the way to do it. You know, fish on your time, weekends, weeknights, whatever's best for you. Um, hopefully, Brennan's not signed up too many times and we can get some other people in there. But um, uh, there'll be some guys that will start taking him down pretty soon. It'll be yeah, great. the onlines are going to run all, all winter long. They'll be for fun. So everybody will have that opportunity to go out and, and still compete. And then on top of that, too, we'll be wrapping up our Angler of the Year race, which has been so close 
uh, between these guys have been battling it out for this angle of the year. Richie McMichael and Lance Burris are neck and neck, and they got Dorman breathing right, right, or right behind him. So uh, those three guys are making a heck of a run for that angle of the year race. Uh, Lance and Richie, they're only separated by 18 points. And we've got one tournament left. So it's going to be interesting to see which one of them comes out on top at Stockton and how it's going to turn out once each of them drops their low score because that could affect things too. Could even bring Dorman back up into the picture too and maybe somebody else. So it's, yeah. it's this AOI race is, is really fun to watch and fold. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to see these guys duke it out with each other and, and you know, do what they're doing. It's, it's exciting. Um, Saturday, man, King of the Hill tournament. Um, I was fortunate to go to this event last year. Um, had a great time. Um, it's it's definitely a different format. Uh, Josh, walk us through how this kind of event works. Yeah, this is a, a tournament that's been going on for a long time in our area. It's kind of one of the old school OG tournaments. Uh, it's it's a kind of a club versus club tournament, but it's also an individual tournament as well. So. Uh, anglers are competing for bragging rights for the top club. So how they f calculate that is by taking the top three scores of the top three anglers that, you know, at, at the end of the day, and those scores are combined. So that gives you a club score. So then they compare all the club scores and they award the top finishing club with this revolving trophy has been being passed around for the last three or four years. Uh, Moiac had it back in 2000. 18 i believe and i sure would like for us to bring it back so uh there's not a lot of attendance this year for this tournament uh, rescheduling dates have conflicted with a lot of different things so there's not going to be that many people there so anybody in moyak is looking for a tournament this is a really fun one to go fish it's going to be a shotgun start on big hill lake so one of my favorite campgrounds um they don't care how many tents you set up or what you do it, and it's quiet and peaceful and clean so i really like camping there um but yeah if, if anybody moyak wants to go fish this weekend go to big hill lake and go to mound valley campground and go kick some butt and bring that trophy back to missouri yeah and it's it's not a you know it's not a huge lake i think there's two ramps mm -hmm. on there um, everybody met up before that, and they kind of went over, you know, the, the the identifier and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, it's going to be a shotgun start. Everyone is going to launch from one ramp. Yeah. That, that's always fun, too. We don't get to do that much anymore. Th those days are kind of gone, and, and it's it's really fun when you get a bunch of guys all taking off at the same time. And We may not be bass boats, but I've seen some wakes being made from a lot of kayakers taking off. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Like like I said last year, it was, it was great to be out there. And I mean, there's some there's some good fish in there too. We saw some pretty good fish caught last year. Uh, oh yeah, Darian Beetle. You know, he just came off Palmy winning that, and then uh, Kerry Evans. Uh, both of those guys are going down there. So really, we only need one more angler to go down there with them, and that way we can you know have three anglers, and then the top three. You know, as long as they finish well, it should be you know bringing that trophy back to us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, the voting, uh, sportsman of the year, man, that's up on the Facebook page. Uh, guys, uh, make sure to, to go vote. Um, I know I got nominated and, and it's just an honor to be, um, part of those guys. And, um, I know I've helped out in a different way, but just cool to, to hear some of the stories and, and hear guys and, and who's helped them out. And so make sure you guys get on there. Uh, make sure you vote absolutely everyone needs to go vote uh this person's going to get 50 percent off their entry fee for the uh, all-american kayak classic so go vote go vote 
<clears throat> well, man, let's get into it. We know we're going to talk to the guys from Bull Shoals. Um, let's talk about how they did. Uh, let's kind of recap the, uh, you know, the the, the uh, top ten first. Uh, let me pull this up. Uh, <clears throat> starting at that ten spot, had 78, inch, 78 inches. Uh, Lance, say it for me, Josh. I can't say it, man. Lance Brio. Lance Brio, uh, 78 inches. Tommy Probst in that nine spot was 79 and three-quarter. Uh, his big bass was 18 inches. Uh, Lance Burris, you know, just an inch ahead of him. Um, in that eight spot, he had 80 and three quarters. Um, you're going to have to say Alex's last name for me because I'll probably screw that up too. In seventh place was Alex Carricker with 80 and three quarters. Uh, sixth spot, Ryan Reed. He got 81 inches. Um, guy didn't have a big fish. He just had some solid fish in there, man. You know, he didn't have anything over... What his biggest was sixteen and seven five, but they're all solid fish, you know. Yep, he had a good score there. I uh, heard of this guy a couple times, Brennan Banks, uh, eighty-one and three quarters. Uh, had a good good tournament there. Had eighteen inches as big bass. Uh, right behind him, Chris Robs. We've seen Chris on, on the uh, online series quite a bit as well. Um, he had eighty-five and three quarter. And then Josh, who's who's our top three guys? These top three guys are going to be the guests that we're going to have on the show tonight to talk about their day. Uh, third place is Zach Reynolds, 80, 85 and three quarters. I mean, he had another solid score, too. All His his smallest was 16 and three quarters, and his biggest was 17 and a half. So all of his fish are right there at the same. And same with Richie McMichael, uh, second place, 87 and a quarter. And then your champion is Adam Isaacs with 87 and and three quarters so it's pretty close up there towards the top first and second place is only separated by half an inch josh who were our uh, our top three finishes for the team side on the team side we got team team bonafide uh lance burris and mike keeper came in third place uh in second place we've got the toad stickers lance briode and keaton vocally and then in first place i believe this was their first win of the year the ned rig bandits uh, Ty Ward and Alex Carricker. So congratulations to those guys. Yeah, it was cool to see those guys. Those guys put it at the same spot that I did, and and they went up uh, from where we were at. But I mean, they were both fishing the same area, did really well, and and uh, you know they came back, you know, not feeling overconfident, and then you know they announced their their team as they won it, and they're like, oh, all right, they're 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 pumped about it. <laughs> so it was it was fun to watch and be there to see that. Yeah, they won by seven inches, so they won by a pretty good margin. Yeah, it's cool to see those team sides competing and fishing together, and and just another, you know, facet to to Moyak. Um, uh, before we get into our uh, our main guest or our main show, um, so if you want to roll that, Josh, and then we'll get these guys on here and and get some interviewing going. Yeah, I put together some of the pictures that uh, the Moyak anglers from Bull Shoals posted up little montage so we're going to take a look back at, at bull shoals some of the fish that were caught and then we're going to bring on our guests let's do it let's do it
guys, well, uh, here we are with our uh, our top three. Uh, we got Zach, Richie, and Adam all here. Uh, Zach, let, let's kick it off with you, man. Feel free to uh, introduce yourselves and tell us about you, man. All right, thanks. Uh, yeah, I live about – I live in southeast Missouri, Saint Ge- a little town called St. Genevieve, and I think last year – I met Josh, and he told me about the Moyak, and I've started fishing tournaments after Tanny Como, which did not go very well last year. I think I ended with 13 inches, <laughs> and fished the lake again this year and took fifth place. There you go. That's his turnaround. So how long have you been fishing out of your kayak, man? Three years, competitively, uh, since Tanny Como last year. Cool, man. What are you, uh, what kind of kayak are you fishing out of? Right now, a Field and Stream Shadowcaster. But looked up great in the near future to Hobie PA360. Oh, you're going to go big time, huh? You betcha. I'm tired but, of paddling. Yeah, I mean, it does. Having a pedal drive or a motor does make a big difference. I mean, you don't need it, but, man, it is nice to have. Yep. Yes, so I'm, look, I'm looking over your score here. You had a lot of fish that are right in that 16, 17. They're all right there. Um, I cannot, I don't know what it was. I could not get away from 16 to 17 <laughs> inches. I needed two and in, a two inch upgrade. And within the last 10 minutes of the tournament, I made a mile and a half paddle back to where I started the morning on isolated brush out in the middle, not the dead stuff, all the green buck brush that had leaves on it still that held shade. And I mean, I was, Pretty much vertical jigging my chartreuse and white cheddar bait. That's how I got all my bites. Dang, was that like an early morning bite or all day bite or? How it was an all, it was an all day bite, but I couldn't catch anything bigger than sixteen and a half to seventeen inches. So I made a long paddle up river, and I lost a good smallmouth that probably would have helped me a lot. Hmm. Hate when that happens. Four of the five fish that helped me. I watched grab my chatterbait right at my kayak, and I watched them grab, swallow it, and I set the hook. Wow. Was... <laughs> so how were you fishing that chatterbait? Were you just, like, steady retrieving, or were you almost fishing at, like, a uh, like a spoon or, or something like that? Like a mix between a spoon and a jig, honestly. I... Like I don't have a, I don't run a fish finder or anything on this kayak. I don't want to put any money into it because I'm just going to upgrade for next year. So what I was doing, I, my first cast in a new location, I'd cast, I count how many seconds it'd take for my chatterbait to hit bottom before I started jigging and slowly retrieving it. And then I'd make another cast in there. And if it take less than eight seconds, I'd reel down, reel down on it. And nine times out of 10, there'd be a fish on it. Wow. It was just, that's, that's, I just, I don't steady retrieve or chatterbait. I fish it like a jig. I try to do something different. That's how it helped me on Truman also. I pull up to a stump and I just, I'd flip into it and I'd jig it and let it sink. And I'd watch my line the whole time it would sink. And I'd be able to tell when I got a bite or not. That's, it's cool that you say that. And, and also funny, cause I was talking to Sam Young. Uh, he pre-fished the Friday before and he, he caught a pretty good smallmouth doing the same thing. Really? He, he let it fall, and as soon as it hit the bottom, mm-hmm. it hit it. And and so for you know, typically me personally, I fish a chatterbait. I'm usually looking for you know to bounce it off you know something or, or go through some grass. But it's interesting to hear you guys catching it, you know, working it like a jig. 
So uh, what uh, what event have you enjoyed the most uh, this year? Maybe not besides, you know, Bull Shoals, your, your top fit, you know, one of your top finishes. What other event this year have you really enjoyed? I like Truman. I thought I, I thought I did really good at Truman. I, I believe I, I think I finished with 82 or 83 inches, but I, it, considering the storm we had and everything, like the tornado that came through, that we fished through the whole thing. I don't know where the waves came from, but we just kept fishing and kept catching them against bluff walls. I mean, they were sitting tight to the bank. I don't know if it was just because of how swift the water was or if it was pushing bait fish up. I was catching them within a foot of water right against the bank. But, yeah, I'd have to say Truman. I really enjoyed the lake. I think everybody enjoyed Truman this year. I'm curious to see what it's going to fish like for the All-American in November, too. Yeah, you picked a good date for that. I'm going to fish it, but that's right in primetime rut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can take a day off from deer hunting. I know, I know. It's just... That's when all the crazies will be out in the woods anyway on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, cool, yeah. Man. I'm glad you had success, man. It was good to see you up there. Um, Richie, um, did you kind of have like the same pattern going? Were you fishing those brush piles? with a, Were you jigging that stuff too, or did you have kind of something different going on? Um, no, I was basically fishing topwater all day. So I was, I was fishing kind of bluff walls, but it was – I had a, had a probably nine-hour day. I probably had the – buzz bait my hand for about eight hours there you go that's what i like to hear that's my kind of fishing right there hey when it's, when they're hitting it it's fun man when they keep blowing up on it you can just keep chucking it and you can keep catching fish dude i probably had almost 30 to 40 blow-ups on that thing all day it was insane that's fun that's cool but you know it was like a one in four hookup every four blow-ups i probably took one a lot of the little ones were choking it, swallowing it. The big ones were just swiping at it, and just, and I that's why I had that big uh, trailer hook on it. A lot of the times, those, all those big ones, I, or the ones 17 and 18s, were all on that trailer hook. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in them trailers. Um, I put a one or two on it almost every one I throw. I make sure I have one or a size one or two hook. I'm a firm believer that you should always have a trailer hook on a buzz bait or a spinner spinner bait too. Mm -hmm. So a lot of your fish were right around that same range too. Did you catch a lot of fish all day or was there just a few bites or were you kind of in the same situation as Zach? You just kept catching the same size fish. I caught a lot of fish from 16 to 16 and a half. I probably had my second Biggest buy was probably low 80s, and there's a lot of 16 to 16 and a half inch fish in that area. And there's a lot of little ones too, but I even caught a smallmouth on a buzz bait, so about a 14 wow. and a half. But man, you know, you can kind of, there's a, basically what I was doing, I wanted to, I never fished bullshit before, so I, I had no clue. So I, I wanted to kind of, I, concentrated on between beaver creek and swan creek so i was like that's a big enough area to look at so i kind of looked around i area i was fishing had kind of a bluff wall going around it had a kind of channel swing and it had a on the ends of the bluff walls there was kind of the bluff ends and stuff where it kind of flattened out and transitioned out so 
you know, I caught fish on, on the ends of those. There's little pockets on the brush, on the bluff walls. They were on, and one thing, there was a, the water was high, so sometimes that water was on top, in the areas where the water was on top of the bluff wall, all those fish would be sitting there ambushing the fish because I had some current going through that bluff wall. So there's tons of fish there. So I was I was surprised. Honestly, I, was, I didn't have a plan to throw a buzz bait that long, especially fishing like in my kayak is in 20 to 30 foot of water all day along the bluff wall. <laughs> so, but there are some, some of the bluff walls are under the water. So some, there's, Areas where it just got really just a tiny little area that got shallower and small little pockets. Most fish were just up there just trying to ambush bait fish. And there's tons of bait fish in, in that area. So I just kind of got lucky and just went to the right spot. Yeah, you seem to have that happen to you a lot. Yeah, just about every time. Where are you headed to now? You're on the road. Where are you going? I'm heading to Russellville, Arkansas for the OB Bass Open Series on Dardanelle. I got about three hours left or three to four hours left. I can't wait to get down there and try to figure something out. The lake the lake or river, I guess. It looks really cool, so I don't know. Hopefully I can find pick the right spot and find some good sized fish. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a tough tournament. About everybody's going down there for the end of the years. A lot of big names on that roster. Yeah, I know. There's like 40 people not too long ago, and then all of a sudden, everybody just started signing up. <laughs> I think it's well over 100 now. So. Yeah, I think so. Right on. Well, well good luck, man. Cool. Thanks a lot. Adam, man, you're, you're on the road too, man. Where, uh, where are you headed to? We're headed to Mark Twain Lake for the final camo event of the year. I'm sitting fifth in the angler of the year points. A good finish would be a good deal right now. So oh, I, mean, I think I only need a couple hundred points, but they say it's fishing's tough at Mark Twain. I've, I've talked to several people that have pre-fished for days and days and maybe caught two or three fish. They're small. So, mm. But I did see that about two weeks ago, one of the major bass tournaments, the uh, boat tournaments up there, they had 19 pounds. So obviously there's some good fish there that are biting. It's just a matter of finding them when they move up to eat. That's the thing. It's kind of like the Bull Shoals tournament. I had been been on it every single day for six or seven days. And I knew where the fish were at, but the problem is, is right now with the water falling like it is, they're all pulling at a certain time of the day, they'll pull out and suspend and catching one of them is like catching a wildcat. It's, it's really tough. <laughs> but if you're sitting there when they move up, you've got about 15 to 20 minutes and you can smoke them. And that's, that's what I, I saw Zach Reynolds and some of the other guys that morning, four or five of them. And uh, I was worried that they were going to paddle out and sit on my spot. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good because that was the only spot that I that had real, that was really good that I knew I could catch some decent fish. And they all paddled right by it. And I seen Jeremy Mitchell. He said, what are you going to do? I told him, I said, I'm going to paddle right out there and I'm going to sit there all day long. And that's something I've never done in my life is to paddle to a spot and sit there for eight hours. It sucked, but it was worth it. You sat in one spot for eight hours, the whole tournament? Said, you just yeah, I never moved. Never moved. And the current was ripping backwards because when Bull Shoals Dam shuts off water, when they quit generating power, the water will start backing up and it'll flow backwards. Well, I had to paddle up behind a bush and sit in an eddy to let kayaks sit there so I could fish. And I'd have to paddle back up, let it sit there, and it'd float me back, paddle back up, sit there. But 
the first part of the morning, it took until like, I don't know, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning before I got my first bite. Wow. So were you fishing anything similar to Richie or, or Zach? Were you catching them on chatterbait or topwater or what was it for you? No, I was a Texas rig worm mainly. I knew that the topwater bite had been pretty good, but that morning there was a little bit of chop and a little bit of fog. And anytime you get some fog, a lot of, well, I say anytime, most of the time you get fog on the water first thing in the morning, your, your topwater bite's not going to be that great, especially on bull shoals. As soon as it lifts a little bit, you could see across the lake and you could catch them on it. But there were no shad up. There's no fish busting chat or anything like that for the first little while. But like I say, it took a good hour and a half before I even got a bite. But once I did, it turned on for about 15 to 20 minutes, and that was the end of it. it just, they moved out, suspended. I noticed when I cast, I was fishing a point, and it's got about three breaks in it. It's a mud point. It comes out, goes down about four foot, and then goes out about six or eight foot and drops off another probably four more foot, so about eight or ten foot, and then into 30 foot of water. Well, if you catch them on those first two ledges, you know you're going to catch the fish because they're there. They pulled up beating. So I sat there for a long time and, and uh, just kept casting way out. Well, I finally picked up a couple more fish that were suspended because it was falling and you could feel them thump it, get slack, set the hook. And that's kind of how the 19-incher came about is I, I was going to paddle away. And I didn't. I floated out into the middle of the lake kind of. And I was like, ah, hell marry a cast back up towards the bank cast it up, let it fall, it made it maybe four or five foot, my line stopped, I set the hook, and I thought, hmm, it's a walleye, but it wasn't, it ended up, it come up beside the boat, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one I need, mm -hmm. and then I, I actually submitted it wrong, I wasn't paying attention, I guess, I, I submitted it as 18 and a half or 18 and three quarter, Josh, do you remember? Uh, I was, I wasn't judging, uh, Jeff was. Oh, that's right, <clears throat> yeah, someone else was, but the tail had been tore off of the fish except for the bottom corner of it and it was about a half or three quarters of an inch longer than the rest of the tail so it actually worked out pretty good being a 19 inch fish but i was i was nervous cool. at first because i didn't think i was going to be able to pull ahead i sat on pins and needles watching him drop fish all day long going oh this is not good this is not good and yeah then, whenever richie gets on the fish you gotta look out man and i know I know where, he's, where he went to, and we had seen some pretty good fish surfacing down there probably three or four days before the tournament. I just, I don't know, I paddled, and paddling, it would have been a pain to paddle out there. I try to find fish that I don't have to paddle for, too. If I could paddle half a mile there and half a mile back, it's good, but I don't like, not like we did in Texas, Josh. You know how far we paddled down there at the TOC, <laughs> miles and miles per day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. that's a habit that i seem to be getting into it's i got seems like i gotta make an hour-long run at the beginning of every launch just to get somewhere anymore it's, i kind of miss yeah. the old days of just paddling right there and starting fishing and that's, more when i started back to it this year because i've been away from it since since toc that was the last one i fished until this year and now that i've, I've kind of got back to it i'm still back in the same same kayak the the uh, wilderness system and just paddling but i've just noticed to go to different ramps and just go close and and fish hard that, that's helped me more than anything and have several spots in mind to where i don't have to be confined to one spot and paddle to the next one that's two or three miles away it gives me a whole lot more fishing time yep that's that's good advice yeah hey but, adam no, you know looking at your uh your angler profile on tourney x um you know you've got three 
first place finishes on on Bull Shoals Lake. Uh, you had two this weekend, uh, and then you had one uh, back in. Well, I guess earlier this year in March. March, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, oh, it sounds like you fish Bull Shoals quite a bit. I live about a mile and a half from the banks of Bull Shoals, so that helps me a lot. And we, I boat fish tournaments there. We just play play fish there. So yeah, and we've been there for how long? Thirty. 28 years i think 28 30 years so that helps a lot to know the lake and especially when it's high like it is right now because if you don't know the main lake banks the actual river channel banks a lot of times you're going to have a hard time catching them especially when it's falling six inches every couple of days and that anybody that catches a lot of fish on bull shoals when the water's falling that much has done some homework and, and figured something out because those fish usually suspend and it gets rough really rough and it had been for a month or two prior to this tournament, it had been really rough. Trying to find a fish was not easy. I had almost well, planned on not fishing the tournament. <laughs> well, $800 says that's a good thing you did. Yes, that's for sure. I, I, I actually, I had no intentions except I went two days prior to that and I had 83 and a half inches in, in 11 and a half minutes, what it took me. And I thought. I don't know. I should fish this tonight. my mind. <laughs> and then the very last minute, I think I messaged you, Josh, and asked you, like, how late do I have to sign up for this? And he's telling me 1159 or 1059, mm -hmm. something like that. And I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. I didn't expect to win it, though. I can tell you that. I thought I would place in the money, but I didn't expect to win. Well, congratulations, man. It was a good win. Thank you, guys. You were super good there at the... the the check-in it's been a long time since i've seen a lot of the moyak guys and it was a good time it was really nice to see everybody yeah events next year you might have to i'm sure i'll be fishing some more moyak right on well cool man we look forward to seeing you out there man and can get again you know congratulations man you you know you did you had well you did very well and and uh took home some money too man that's always a good day yes it is thank you guys very much well, Adam, thanks for being on here. Really appreciate that, man. No problem. Yep. Thank you, guys. Hope to see you soon, bud. See you later. Oh, we will. See you. Well, Josh, it seems like we got, you know, three different techniques, three different tactics, and <laughs> uh, and they all they all did well. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting to to hear those guys and and you know how how they did. It gives you a little bit of confidence because you think. Well, I can catch them different, you know, the way I catch them, and maybe it's just your day, or you know, it tells you, well, maybe I'm not throwing the right thing, and I need to throw in something completely different. Um, but I think with all three of those guys, I think it comes down to their confidence and, and what they found out through that day, and and what's been working for them well. Yeah, I mean, all three of them had completely different techniques. You got jig, top water, and a Texas rig worm, and and you know, it's, they all all worked. They do. They did. Well, man, what else you got for us before we get out of here, man? Oh, that's about it. I just want to give a shout out and a big thank you to, uh, you know, the Beaver Creek Campground for letting us use the pavilion for the award ceremony and for uh, Troy and Brian and Jeff and Chris and everybody else that helped out with that event while I was gone. I appreciate that. And it's a big thanks to you guys, man. That's what makes Moyak awesome. Yeah, those guys did a great job while we were there. Um, really appreciate their time and and you know giving up the, of their fishing time and, and helping helping you out while you were gone. Uh, so Josh, where are you headed next, man? What's what's next in your schedule? Uh, my schedule is open till the national championship in October, so I'm just going to focus on the Moyak at Stockton right now. I'm going to 
cooking up. I'm thinking of something good to cook up for this tournament. I think we're going to eat pretty good for our final tournament. So I'm working on that right now. So I'm thinking about Stockton right now. Well, cool, man. It's it's not far away. It's going to be fun to see how this year wraps up and, and see what's, you know, what else 2020 has for us, man. That's right. Well, cool, man. Next week, uh, maybe we get somebody on here talking about Stockton. Uh, maybe get some fish reports. And we'll get to work. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Oh.